let me just say this for my sake later. Uh, listeners, this highlight reel may all be sly because Witsy can't say a damn thing. Two bitches, yeah, two bitches, two bitches just watching TV. <laughs> Bitch. Hello. Hi. Welcome back, or welcome to Bitch Watch. To the much-awaited finale of Dexter New Blood, and I think Dexter Forever, right? They can't keep fucking up finales with this show. Like, that's the thing. That is the fucking thing, is how do you write such a good show? And then just at the very end, when it should be pretty easy to tie up, get a panel. Get a panel of Dexter fans. Show them multiple endings that make sense mm-hmm. and let them choose. You know what I'm saying? If you can't figure it out, do that. A few weeks ago, I created a beautiful allegory for you of going on a roller coaster. Yes. My allegory this week is this is like eating a delicious steak, right? You eat this delicious steak. You're, as you're tasting it, you're like, holy shit, this is amazing, right? Mm-hmm. That's the first episode. Yeah. And you're still chewing it. And then as you get through like the middle of the season, you're working on kind of like leftovers, like the next day. Uh-huh. And then at the very end, because it's food and that's the way our human body works, you ultimately have to take a shit and flush it. That's the <laughs> finale. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people online compare it to they just saw a pile of shit and decided to take one final shit and then flush it. We went on for, I'll say nine weeks and then subtract the weeks that we were gone for the holidays. We went on every week about how great this was, how excited we were that this was back. And then in our first 16 weeks of our original season of the original Dexter. Yeah. We love the hell out of the show. We didn't pick the show to actually bitch about it. We picked this no. show because in the very first episode, we see Angel Batista wearing fucking closed-toed sandals to an investigation. I miss <laughs> I miss those days. I want that back. Right. And the obscene amount of sweat. So much sweat. So much baby oil sweat. Yes. We're going to, obviously, we're going to get into it, but you and I watched this together. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, my husband wanted to leave the house for a little bit to go get some lunch. And so I go downstairs to tell him I'm ready to go. And he had come up at the very, very end as you and I are sobbing our eyes out. I get downstairs and he looked at me. He goes, you weren't happy just leaving him be a lumberjack. And you and I both were like, we fucking wish. We fucking yeah. wish. I'd like to retcon this whole thing. He's a lumberjack. He moved to Iron Lake. He works in a hunting thing now. Harrison can go fuck off for all I care. I made a joke pretty early on with this stint. I was like, well, Harrison's a liability. Dexter just needs to kill him. And you're like, calm down. This is a child. Would you like to revisit that conversation? <laughs> yeah, I have some thoughts after ruminating on this for a while about Harrison. And if we're going to talk about retcons, I got my own like headcanon happening. I would like to imagine that all of this was... As much as I hate, well, it was just a dream fantasy. Uh-huh. I would like to imagine that this is Harrison. Harrison's on his way to find Dexter. Yeah. And he falls asleep on the bus and he dreams all of this. And then decides not to go because the ending was so bad. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to make some bold statements here at the top. I think that Harrison is a psychopath and I will explain my reasoning why later. He's at least a sociopath. But I think he's, like, early psychopath. And I also just think it's bullshit. 
sap. Oh, and speaking of bullshit, as the weeks have gone on, we have made predictions because we wanted to make guesses on how we thought the show was going to play out or different things were going to play out based on little tidbits of information we've been given. You and I kind of have a running gag when we see things in television that we don't like or convenient writing. We're just like, please just let us write TV or let us fix these or, you know, what have you. So yeah, we've made a few predictions because we are human. I think we're like, oh, like one for like six you got the whole preservation thing right. Yeah. And yeah. I don't think I got any of my predict, except for that Dexter was going to die. Yeah. But I mean, okay. When I was like, I hope Dexter doesn't die. That was my hope. Did I think he was going to die? Probably. Did I want it to happen? Was I manifesting that it wasn't going to happen? Yes. <laughs> Did it work? Fuck no. There's manifestation for you. Mm-hmm. So I think this would be the perfect moment to uh, roll the failed predictions clip. I have a theory for you. Okay. I don't think the Trinity Killer is going to be in Dexter's head. Go on. I think he's in Harrison's head. No! I'll shit my pants. (laughs) I will shit a brick right where I sit. Well, here's a theory. In the first, like, two episodes, they pushed that oil billionaire really hard. Mm -hmm. Edward Olsen. And then we haven't heard a damn thing about him. And there is a moment, well, we'll get to it at the end of this, when they're about to kill Kurt. And Kurt very quickly goes, yep, uh-huh, this was all me. Cool, isn't it? You're right. So you're wondering when Kurt became so rich. I wonder if yeah. he's in some kind of... League with Homeboy Olsen. Mm-hmm. That would track. And then Kurt, that was it. that's like their little gig. Maybe he likes the hunt. And then Rich Boy likes to go look. Yeah. My prediction, I'm hoping Dexter doesn't die. And I think Olsen, we're going to find out on Olsen. I th- he's the only big bad we have left. And he may be the big, big bad. And he may not even be a big bad. He might not. But wouldn't it be crazy? Because this whole series, we've been like, man, you know, I like Kurt as a character. Like, the actor did a great job. But it's kind of like a boner kill to see the murderer right off the bat. And we know exactly who it is. But we haven't heard shit about Olsen. Yeah, so as much as I'm not proud of our failed predictions, I'm really proud of that clip. When I sent it to you after I finished editing it, I said, help, why is this the funniest thing we've ever done? (laughs) (laughs) Like we've been saying when we were discussing some of this stuff, between watching it and then us recording it now, some of these predictions we thought of make more sense than what actually happened. Yeah, like imagine this bait and switch where all of the promotional material is Clancy Brown. Clancy Brown is the big bad. Clancy Brown is the big bad. Because this has happened before in movies, in TV shows. Like I know it's feasible. Mm -hmm. And Olsen comes out of nowhere and he's been bankrolling this man. They've been in cahoots. They're like, let's even say like trafficking and like murdering. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like that makes sense. He runs a truck stop. He funds him. He gets trafficking. Kurt gets murder. It's a symbiotic relationship, Here's the thing. Like, I understand that it isn't the exact same thing, but Edward Olsen is a billionaire in the oil industry Mm -hmm. and Kurt runs a truck stop and trucking business. So they do benefit one another. Yeah. Exactly. So it isn't that far-fetched for us to think that he's bankrolling his murder. Yeah. So it comes down to Angela has to try to take down Olsen or Dexter. 
You know, like she can't do both in this mm-hmm. short frame of time because everything's going tits up and Olsen's gonna figure out a way to fuck off because he's a billionaire. And then she ends up needing like Dexter's help. And even if she double crosses Dexter in the end. It would have been more interesting. Yeah. It would have shown that Angela is very calculating, that she is very competent at her job. Which is something, a theme we saw throughout the show was her, even if she was competent and she is competent, but she didn't feel confident that she was competent. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Most of the town doesn't support her. So the reservation does because she's one of them. Yeah. You hear her say time and time again that she's got these theories on all the missing girls, but everyone else just thinks they're runaways. Like they don't think anything malicious has happened to any of these girls. But she can't let it go. She even mentions that the angel that she has a working theory that something bad has happened. Yeah. But she's got no evidence. I will give her credit that she's very intuitive. She works up great theories. But we haven't seen... I mean, granted, it was only a 10-week thing. But we haven't seen her be able to actually put two and two together. Which I think, besides all the other retcons that we'll get into... I think is my biggest complaint about this stint. Yeah. Of what she was able to do at the end. Because it happened in basically four days. Granted, she did figure out why Kurt was being cagey about the caves. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't make a thing of, let's see, the dude I've been fucking for years. I'm going to look up a completely different injectable Mm -hmm. and somehow connect it to Miami. Because I found out that he was from Miami by happenstance. And then, oh, now he's the Bay Harbor Butcher. Yeah, it literally went It went from his kid got high and OD'd at a party. But right before he did, he told my daughter that he was lying about his name. So I looked into his name. Oh, and another guy who thought he, or another guy who knew him, who I met at a convention. Who happened to mention this sister that died 10 years later. <laughs> if she had never gone to that convention and never met Angel. I think all of it's gone. She wouldn't have gotten any of it. Yeah. It's all... Yeah, no. No, 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 no. Would not have gotten any of it. Oh my god, it's so frustrating. I think that's the that's the worst thing about it, is it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. You basically would have to do it all over again to fix any of it. I don't think so. I think you could fix it from the ending. And like I said, just have it to where she has to choose and then ends up double-crossing Dexter. Yeah, or actually letting us see Batista come after him. I would like to see the Batista hunt. Can you imagine season two is Batista hunting down Dexter? That would be fabulous. Like him teaming up with the FBI, but him getting to take the lead because he worked with him for so long. Yep. Let us write television. (laughs) Let me in a writer's room. I'll come up with some dumb shit, but it might fucking work, bro. Do people not think of these things? That was the logical progression. Like, whenever she called in Angel, I was like, oh, Angel's gonna be fucking on his ass. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna be Dexter running. Can't murder anybody because he's running. And he's fighting that dark passenger thing. Well, as soon as we saw Angel, and we're just gonna be completely out of order here, but as soon as we saw Angel, my heart immediately started to hurt because I was readying myself for him walking into the cell or, like, back into the cell's area And looking Uh at Dexter and just being, you know, like, how could you? Like, him being devastated. Yeah. Because for the longest, Dexter, he always said Dexter was his best friend. He had Dexter be witness when he and Maria got married. 
Yeah. Dexter considered having Angel be his best man when he got married to Rita. Mm-hmm. Those two were so close. I mean, I mean, Dexter was only half close, but you know what I mean. Dexter was very important to Angel. In a way, I think Angel was important to Dexter. Yeah. He always said that if he wanted to be a better man, he like modeled that after yeah. Batista. He wanted to be like Batista. So I think him having to face Batista would have been a lot more emotionally satisfying as a viewer and impactful in the end it may not have served people who haven't watched the original show as much because they wouldn't have that history Mm -hmm. but fuck it because i mean it left the original viewers unimpacted so yeah we weren't the only ones according to twitter that got really excited to see batista for a moment for nothing yeah you know, even if we didn't get much more of that, just the first moment of him coming in and seeing him. Yeah. Especially because that actor is so good. I know his name. I know his name. David Zayas. Yeah, David Zayas. He is so good at that kind of thing. And I think he would have walked in and just almost been breathless and just, he's a professional still. So, I mean, he would have done his job, but I, I that's, that would have been the just desserts. Like, that's what I was telling you at the end of yeah. episode nine before 10 of, I think Dexter has to die. I think Dexter has to pay for what he's done. It has to yeah. come full circle. And I don't think we got that with how it actually happened. Uh-uh. Even though they're trying to write it off with this letter of, let me die so my son can live. Bullshit. I think it would have been better if he actually had to go through the criminal system and Angel dealt with him. I kind of feel like an absolute dingus because I didn't get the allegory of, let me die so my son can live. Mm-hmm. This is Harrison killing Dexter. Yeah. And that's why, as you're listening to the overhead of, or the narration of Dexter reading the letter... When it gets to that part, I mean, you're watching Harrison drive through the town anyway, but you kind of see Harrison smile to himself. So that's what I was saying before we started recording. So Harrison's argument to Dexter in that final scene is that he is holding in so much anger because of Dexter, because of the choices that Dexter made. Harrison doesn't have to understand him. He's a kid, which... Yeah. But he, he just knows that he feels anger because of Dexter. He associates it with Dexter. It may be misplaced or may not be, but he thinks he now feels freedom from that anger. He feels freedom from that burden now that Dexter is gone. Which is bullshit because from a psychological standpoint, if anything it's only gonna make it worse yes but he's 15 in quotes 15 16 (laughs) um and doesn't know that but no he's 12 (laughs) yeah he's out here 12 getting bitches let's go by the way to give context the reason why he's 12 is if you do the math from when season four aired and how like when harrison was born versus now it's actually only 12 years Mm mm-hmm so he's only 12 years old. I think that's why they conveniently never mentioned his age. They just said, like, they mentioned, oh, when he was about your age several times. Yeah. And also, like, whenever he tested, he tested, like, high, mm-hmm. which makes Harrison out to be, like, the super smart kid, which we did not see that much. Like, homie was not the smartest. No. Whatsoever. Fucking young Sheldon over here. Psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I hate this. Can we just keep bitching? Do we even need to recap at this point? Like, I mean, fuck it. For tradition's sake, I guess we should run at least quickly through this. Yeah, yeah. So, 
Do you want to just jump into it? You want to say the name? Episode 10, Sins of the Father. Starts off, Angela's listening to Molly's pre-recorded unreleased podcast that she got from the equipment that was in the motel room while driving her police car to the scene of Jim's burned house. She goes ahead and calls in Molly as a missing person while she's on her way there. Everybody in town has pulled up to help Jim or Dexter sift through his burned belongings, see what's left over, and... We really see Dexter appreciating everyone around him, just being buddy-buddy with everybody, kind of enjoying this act of kindness that the town is giving to him. Angela pulls Dexter aside to talk, and she tells him that the house was most likely arson, they found starter, is there anyone you know that would be pissed off enough to burn your house down, this means your house is a crime scene. Harrison pulls up and says that it could have been the the friends of the kid who he broke his arm earlier trying to get revenge. And so Angela says, okay, well, we'll, uh, we'll look into that. Meanwhile, Logan comes up to Dexter and Harrison with a box of donated clothes for them. And Harrison is really moved by this act of kindness. Dexter and Harrison walk out to Dexter's truck, get in, and they're having a little chat about how They can't stay here. They should probably go somewhere warmer, uh, potentially Los Angeles. And Harrison tells Dexter that he's finally fitting in. How am I supposed to move and lose all of this? And Dexter explains that they can't be themselves in Iron Lake anymore. And Harrison agrees and says, well, if we're going to move, we have to have a pool. So make that happen. And Dexter laughs and says, of course. Which is a cute little nod to when Dexter becomes Mr. Family Man and Uh Rita has just had Harrison. They've bought the house and the neighbor has the pool and Cody and Esther are constantly in that pool. So Dexter and Harrison drive off after this little conversation. I don't know where the hell they're going. I guess back to Angela's house. I guess. I don't know. Who needs context at this point? Fuck it. Angela starts sifting through more of this burnt rubble and immediately sent, sent me on edge. I'm pretty sure you're sitting there. She's going to find the screw. 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 I think actually the highlight really, you just hear me go fuck, 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 Because I knew where she was going. Like I said, she's going through this burnt rubble and you see her find something and she's like mid-sentence to Logan and completely loses her train of thought. And Logan asks if everything's okay because she has literally found something that's just stunned her. We don't see it at the time, but of course it's the titanium screw. She drives home and sees Dexter inside with Audrey and Harrison. She sits in her vehicle a moment, takes a deep breath before she's able to actually go inside and finds Dexter, Audrey, and Harrison making pasta. She sends Harrison and Audrey away to go buy some... What was it? Crushed pepper and Parmesan? Yeah, something like that. Works it up to the fact of, well, if you're going to make pasta, you got to do it right. Like, pull out all the stops. You guys run into town and go get the stuff. And Dexter asks, well, how's my house? Is it still burnt down? (laughs) And she says, yes, very. And she's very standoffish. Just is a completely different side of her, which, granted, makes complete sense. But Oh, yeah. Dexter says not to worry about me. I'm like a phoenix. I rise from the ashes. And we get that same vibe that I mentioned in the last episode of now that more people in the room know Dexter for what he is, it makes Uh Dexter seem very odd. Yes. Because we see, even though as the audience, we always see the lie that Dexter's telling people. But Mm -hmm. we're feeling the weight of it in the room of she knows he's lying. She knows he is nefarious and is a murderer. Yeah. A serial killer at that. 
So he asks if she's okay. She actually pulls her gun out, points it at him and tells him to get on his knees. For a moment, he sticks his hands up in the air and he's like, whoa, Angela, this role play is going a little too far. And I about choked on (laughs) the nothing I was drinking at the time. If anything almost saved this finale, it was that line. (laughs) Yes. So she tells him to get on his knees and turn around. He's watching in the reflection of the toaster and he Mm -hmm. sees that she's serious. And then Logan enters through the back door with his gun pulled as well. And they arrest him for the murder of Matt Caldwell. One thing I liked in this is that he does eye that knife block hard. He is calculating as much. I I hate to say like, oh, he taps into the dark passenger. But this is the moment where that dark passenger, I think, takes over for the remainder of the episode. Gotcha. It's survival. Yes. So the moment that he is now trapped, it's no longer high on Dexter, weird, nerdy guy. It's I'm Dexter Morgan's dark passenger and I'm going to make sure we get out of this. Yeah, which is interesting from a psychological standpoint and totally makes sense. It's like a Jekyll and Hyde situation for sure. Which is an actual term Mm -hmm. for psychopaths. Yeah. So it is very interesting. And we see that whenever he's being interrogated later on of how he is very cool, very turn the camera off if you want to talk. And when he's gaslighting her of yeah kurt set me up i think kurt murdered him you think kurt murdered him you're not past the murder of your best friend he's very controlling of the situation and it's a very very forceful he's almost i don't want to say animalistic but it is very caged animal yeah he gets arrested they play some dope ass music about being arrested you were very impressed with it uh it was radio it was radiohead but i can't remember the name of the song I can't remember the name of the song either, but they were like, handcuffs. Put, put me in the back seat as he's getting put in the back seat. Yeah. Someone was listening to Radiohead. How do we write this scene where Dexter gets arrested? Uh, oh shit. This is part. Okay. Uh, can we get the rights to this? Okay, good. Good talk. So at the police station, they take his prints and of course his photos and he is arrested as Dexter Morgan. Harrison yeah. enters the station, asks what's going on, but they tell him to leave for now. And Angela video interviews Dexter about the day Matt went missing. She shows him the evidence that she has, which is the note from Kurt and the screws from Matt's body and the screw that she found in Dexter's house and mentions that it's serialized. So they're not like the ones that were used in Matt. They are the ones used in Matt. As we were just talking about, Dexter responds with his own theory. It's very calculated and very controlled. Kurt framed me because he's angry that you just arrested him for Iris's murder. And what better way to get back at the chief of police than framing her boyfriend? I think Kurt really murdered Matt because like you just said, he was an asshole and people really like to hate him. Angel's getting more and more frustrated. She can't really go on with the interview because she's getting really flustered because Dexter is controlling the hell out of the situation. As you guys will hear in the highlight reel, he is the king of gaslighting. So he's telling her everything he thinks she needs to hear. And for a little bit, it works. She starts yelling at him before he can say Iris's name. She says, don't you say her name. Logan busts up in there, turns off the camera, says, let's leave Jim or Dexter, whatever his name is, a moment to collect his thoughts while really taking her out of the room so she can collect her thoughts. Says as much as he hates to admit it, Dexter's story is plausible, meaning a jury would believe it. The DA would believe it. As plausible as it may be, she knows about something else but can't tell him until she's absolutely sure because she doesn't want to mess up like she just did with Kurt. She asks Logan and possibly Teddy to go bring Kurt in. In the meantime, they let Harrison go in to see 
Dexter. In this brief meeting between Dexter and Harrison, he tells him that he's going to get out of this. That they're going to be fine. They're going to be able to leave, you know, in a day or so. This is just a misunderstanding. Angela doesn't really know what she's talking about. That the world needs them. This mission that Dexter has dreamed up in his head is more important and carries more weight than him being temporarily arrested for something he's pretty sure he's going to weasel his way out of. From here, they tell Harrison he has to go. Dexter tells Harrison to go find Tess down at the tavern and she'll give him a hotel room. Later that evening, Coach Logan is sitting with Harrison. He bought him a hamburger and the two of them are eating dinner together. Logan tells him to make sure he's not eating burgers three meals a day. He'll do his best to reunite Harrison and his father if his father is innocent. Meanwhile, Angela is just chilling on the roof of her car, staring at the moon, thinking about life. When she suddenly goes... Son of a bitch! And goes inside to call Angel Batista, which I liked your comment of, did she see angels flying through there? What does the moon have to do with literally anything? I couldn't make it make sense. Are we stupid? No, absolutely not. There's no way that's possible. In her call with Angel, she tells him that Dexter Morgan is in fact alive and a few cases in Iron Lake are similar to the Bay Harbor Butcher case. Batista tells her that he'll arrive the next day with everything that he's got. Presumably is hopping on the plane and that is the last time we see Angel Batista at all, period. Frustration. Angela decides to interview Dexter again. She tells him that she knows he's a murderer and she knows about the ketamine. Have we talked about the ketamine situation? No. Is now a good time? Sure. Be my guest. They totally gaslit us into thinking that M99 and ketamine are the same thing. They're not. They're not. So whenever crack detective Angela types in ketamine, Miami homicide, that's some bullshit. (laughs) What? Yeah, the drug M99 is etorphine. Etorphine? Not ketamine. It's got similar effects, but it's not the same fucking drug. The entire crux of her finding out who Dexter really, really is with the Bay Harbor Butcher shit is total bullshit. Yep. Total bullshit. What the fuck were they thinking? Even the fact that it's similar is really a stretch. Yeah. And it's a very minor, like, link. I think she would have had a hard time proving that in court. Oh, absolutely. I'm not saying that she can't prove he murdered Matt. Yeah. And possibly Kurt if that came up. But she has no strong link that he is the Bay Harbor Butcher, especially because, you know, he would gaslight it to be like, well, you know, I did work that case. Uh Maybe I just mimicked something that was familiar to me because I saw that he got away with it. That is true. Again, that makes more sense. (sighs) Would Batista have been on his ass the entire time? Absolutely. Oh, for sure. But. But for the Matt Caldwell case alone, but to link those two. mm. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. (laughs) We'll be right back after a quick break. Let's get through this. <laughs> she tells him that Miles testified that Dexter had poked him in the neck with a needle. And then she shows him the body of Jasper, who we also know he stuck in the neck with a needle and faked an overdose for him. Next, she shows him a bunch of pictures of the Bay Harbor Butcher bodies and points out that they have the same injection site on their neck. She tells him that Angel is on his way. He will be here tomorrow. And they plan to extradite him to Florida where they have the death penalty. So have fun with that. Go sit in your jail cell for a bit. I think this also proves that as a cop and as a person, she doesn't learn her fucking lesson. Because she just did this three days ago with Kurt of, yeah, we have DNA on you. And it was a match. Yeah. 
don't fucking count your chickens before they have you know what i'm saying don't show your hand yeah don't show your hand so if she did just fucking waited and not said anything about i think you're the bay harbor butcher and by the way your old bestie angel's on his way not that dexter wouldn't have still tried to escape but now he knows the full weight of everything coming behind him because oh yeah at first he's only arrested for matt caldwell mm-hmm. and he's already worked out a plan of kurt did it and kurt's framing mm-hmm. me which he knows will probably work in a court of law yeah but now that he knows that they've got true evidence linking him to be the bay harbor butcher true but weak evidence that he's the bay harbor butcher yes he's like fuck we're getting the fuck out of dodge which could propel him in theory to do the thing he's going to do but i also think that's really weak because in the previous stint yeah i mean i guess he like thought about murdering quinn and kind of didn't but almost murdered dokes but he couldn't bring himself to do it Mm -hmm. which is interesting that he ended up flipping on logan Mm-hmm. let's be honest he was under a lot of fucking pressure whenever dokes was being held so and he didn't snap then what would make him snap now maybe the fact that he's out of practice but that's really weak it's weak in my opinion it's lazy mm-hmm. he tells her to turn off the camera and he'll talk he explains that kurt has been an active serial killer for 25 years and that he can fucking prove it he tells her that you need to go out to the kurt's cabin and there's going to be a hatch out in the field. And Angela gets up and tells Logan to throw Dexter back in the cell. Harrison goes to Audrey's house to get his stuff. And Audrey apologizes to Harrison about how it's all her fault because she told her mom what Harrison said at the party, what she mentioned earlier about Jim's not even his real name. He says that it's not her fault and they smash. <laughs> Which I'm pretty sure I left that in the highlight reel. Of, we don't have time for this. Yeah, we don't have time for teenagers bumping uglies, okay? Like, it's stupid. No one cares. No one cares. <sighs> Deb is haunting Dexter in his cell. And I think that's a good way to phrase it. Haunting him. Mm-hmm. She tells Dexter that he's going to die in here. That he's got to get out. You're trapped. This is it for you. You're going down. And he calls Logan in to get him a bottle of water. He uses his chance to slam Logan against the bars of the cell and have him in a headlock backwards with his back to Dexter. Logan pulls a gun and he says, please don't do that. Starts firing, which I want to know where those ricocheted bullets went. Up the writer's ass like everything else. (laughs) And Dexter snaps his neck. And there is a moment where he tells him, you know, don't be here or don't do it, you know. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to do this. Yeah. He's like, because he asked, just give me the keys. Just give me the keys. Please, just give me the keys. In that moment, you even get the impression that Dexter doesn't want to actually harm him. Wants the keys so he can leave. Yeah. But Logan's too good of a cop to just be like, here you go, Mr. Butcher Man. Here's the keys. Of course, Logan's going to go down swinging. Yeah. And I think that's where we have another quick flip between Jekyll and Hyde. Possibly, yeah. Dexter wants the keys. Dark Passenger will kill to get what he wants. This is me giving them too much credit. (laughs) Yeah, I I think that's too convenient. Yeah. Dexter grabs the keys, calls Harrison from Logan's phone, and tells him to grab all of his stuff and meet him where they found the white deer. He runs out and jacks a fucking police car. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Oh my god, like Lojack heaven. So Angela's driving out to Kurt's cabin in the woods. She gets there, she finds the hatch, and goes in. She gets inside, and she finds the hallway of Barbies. She freaks the fuck 
out. She tries to call Logan. Logan's not answering. She calls Teddy and says, get state troopers, the FBI, and all the backups you can. Every cop within a fucking 50 mile radius. Teddy is like, uh, what's going on? She's like, I got fucking corpses. I'm surrounded by corpses. (laughs) Or something to that effect. And she asks Teddy if he's heard from Logan. And Teddy says no. Angela goes, fuck. And flails. If you haven't seen it, just look up Angela Dexter New Blood running. I feel like that'll pull it up for you. Watch a gif of that. Yeah. If that doesn't make you cackle, I don't know what will. Because she realizes that uh, Logan is probably dead on the floor somewhere. Yeah. It's something that I didn't mention earlier, but when I said that they told Teddy and or Logan to go find Kurt, they find that he ransacked his home, which yeah. conveniently looks like he did. She tells Teddy just to sit outside his house and wait for him to come back home. And that's where he is when he hasn't heard from Logan. Which, if he ransacked the house, what would make you think he's going to come back? Maybe he came back to make sure he didn't leave the oven on. (laughs) Yeah, because when you have, like, 25 dead women. Sorry, 30 dead women. Maybe he also has OCD. (laughs) Relatable. Yeah. (laughs) I will say also what really broke Angela is when she saw Molly in the Barbie box and that's when she really started freaking the fuck out and flailing. Dexter rushes to Harrison through the woods. Harrison asks if he's okay because he sees the blood on him and asks whose blood it is. Why wouldn't Dexter be okay? He got shot in the leg last time. No consequences. (laughs) He's fine. Not even a limp today. Yeah, he running through woods and snow and I'm assuming some kind of ice because it's real crunchy out there. (laughs) <laughs> it's real crunchy so yeah like you said he, he, he's running just just perfectly fine yeah. like like he wasn't shot what was it two or three days prior to this so he meets <laughs> up with harrison harrison asks about the blood he says he's fine you know that he'll explain everything later it's not important right now he says leave the truck we just gotta go get your bag get your gun because we immediately clocked harrison brought his freaking gun with him yeah that's when i was like no <laughs> no uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, you go, I changed my mind. I don't want to watch this anymore. <laughs> As they're talking, he says, look, we just have to run. We have to go. We have to leave this place. Just leave the truck. It's not important. Harrison starts putting it together of, wait, you called me from Coach Logan's phone. Is that Logan's blood on your face? Like, what what's going on? And he puts it together very quickly. This is where the young Sheldon kicks in. That yeah, Dexter, yeah, I was about to say. That Dexter must have killed Logan. And Harrison is furious because Dexter painted up this big grand picture that he only kills bad guys. And now he's killing innocent people. And that's the whole point of what he's supposed to do is, is stopping people from killing innocent people. And Dexter's begging him to come with him. And he says, look, I'll, I'll even stop killing. I just need you to help me. I need you to come with me. Harrison tells him that he's not his fucking caretaker. The only way that they can go through with this is that Dexter has to turn himself in. Dexter says he can't turn himself in. Look, Harrison doesn't even have to go with him, but they can't stay there. Harrison walks back and picks up his gun. And he's so angry with Dexter. He asks him if his mom would still be alive if it wasn't for Dexter, if his Aunt Deb would still be alive if it wasn't for Dexter, if he wouldn't be so fucked up if it wasn't for Dexter. Dexter apologizes for everything, ultimately accepts that this is the moment that he has to die, and he tells Harrison to take the safety off on the gun the way he taught him, and says this is the only way out. Points on his chest where Harrison needs to aim for to shoot. Harrison goes through with this. Dexter falls to the ground, mutters out, you did good. And you see that he looks over to his left. Nope. Yes. He looks over to his left. <laughs> Woo-hoo! 
he looks over to his left and Deborah's there holding his hand as he dies. That's what ripped my heart out. Yeah, I was already crying at that point, but that isn't what broke me. That is not what broke me. That is coming. So Angela runs up, hands behind your back, gun on the ground. And then she tells Harrison to get up and Harrison's approaching her with his hands in front of him, thinking she's going to slap cuffs on him because he just murdered his father. He tells Angela what happened. He, he killed coach. He killed coach is all he can really get out. She looks down and realizes he's expecting to be handcuffed. And so she reaches back and she pulls out a few hundreds out of her pocket. I thought it was like a 20. Uh, it looked like a hundred. She just gave him 20 bucks to get out of town. This kid's got no money. I think I it, thought so. I think it was like a hundred or 200 bucks. She gave him proper money to at least get out of town. Because I thought she gave him like 20 bucks and said, hit the road, Jack. <laughs> Good luck. See fucker. you in the next town over in that old truck. Yeah. Right. No, no. I I think it was. She gave him a, I don't know, small wad of money. Not a wad, but I think she gave him a proper amount of money. But okay. she tells him to get out of town and never come back. She hugs him and says that he needs to leave now. He asks her to tell Audrey he says goodbye. And she says she can't because she hasn't seen him as she's got tears in her eyes. Harrison rushes to the truck as Angela's wiping down the gun. Angela calls in an officer-related shooting, which I'll get to that in just a second. We see Harrison dig into his backpack, pull out the letter that Dexter wrote to Hannah. As he's driving out of town, he drives past Audrey's house and sees her in the window and keeps driving. We hear Dexter narrating this letter that he wrote to Hannah. And that's the moment that broke me. I mean, I like I said, I was already crying. And as soon as I hear the words, my dearest Hannah, fucking you forget about it. I, I dropped my head on my desk and I'm just weeping. Yeah, you were. So to the cherry on top of this bullshit. My dearest Hannah, this is the most difficult letter I'll ever write. You may have seen my name amongst the casualties of Hurricane Laura, and I believe that is for the best. I'd give anything to see you and Harrison again, to see him smile, to hold him. I celebrate his birthday in my heart. I want what every father wants, for his child to be happy, to live in love without fear, to share his gifts with the world. But we both know that with me around, a normal life for Harrison won't be possible. This is not an easy decision. Sometimes I wish the hurricane had taken me, released me from the burden of my own urges. Instead, it showed me that I have to bear them alone. That is my fate. So unless Harrison starts showing dark tendencies, I beg you, let me die so my son can live. So the whole premise was Harrison found this letter in Hannah's belongings. And surely there's, he only read the beginning that Dexter wasn't actually dead in the hurricane. And then he just skipped ahead to the end that says... Harrison dark tendencies because he's so angry and he thinks Dexter left because Harrison was fucked up not because Dexter's fucked up which that letter clearly states that Dexter is fucked up and that's the reason he left because he wants what's best for Harrison so he's sacrificing his relationship with his son to go bear his burden alone yep so that his son can have a somewhat normal stable life <laughs> but Harrison's mad because he thinks Dexter left it doesn't make fucking sense the radiohead song was a wolf at the door by the way solid but it doesn't make any sense you know not at all not the fuck at all and okay here's where here's where i'm saying that 
Harrison's a fucking psychopath or sociopath, whatever. Don't know enough about the character yet. He just shot his dad in the fucking chest. He's not crying. He's smiling. He looks like he feels relieved. He's cruising the fuck out of town, leaving behind his girlfriend. No emotion. I swear to God, if he just knocked her up. No, I'm done with this show. I'm done. I'd hate that for Audrey. Audrey deserves better. Hashtag Audrey deserves better. <laughs> they named the new one Dexter. I'm done. No, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Because Harrison's named after Harry. and then Yeah. What? Okay. Hear me out. We already talked about our fucked up theories. Ready? You ready? Mm-hmm. Harrison killed Hannah. No. I refuse. Harrison found the letter and he was like, I'm hunting this fucker down. And his intention the entire time was to murder Dexter. I refuse to believe he murdered Hannah. Just saying. Just thought. Which also, we never got the fucking code, ever. Like, I just want the code written down on a piece of paper somewhere. Okay, top things that are wrong. Ketamine M99 situation, aka Angela would have never made the connection. Harrison killing his dad without any remorse afterwards. Which, imagine, that's your first kill, and it's your fucking dad, and then you're on the run. You would have an emotion that was not, ha, la, 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 la. Life just got easy again. Why did Angela wipe down the gun if she's going to call it in as an officer-related shooting? I don't know how she's going to justify that that rifle, she had, how she had that rifle, if it was laying in the truck bed. Body cams don't exist. Fuck a body cam. We don't need them. Um, here's another thing that, this is from a uh, Screen Rant article, but it was already established that a drug dealer uh, murdered LaGuerta. Mm-hmm. She went there to confront him, was the working theory. She went there to confront him, and he killed her. Mm-hmm. He shot her. Angel was always able to accept that. Yeah. Why is he still holding on to her file like he doesn't believe that that's the truth? Like he believes that her, her murderer got away. See, I thought that her file was the working idea that Dexter was the Bay Harbor Butcher and that was the file he was holding on to. No, it said LaGuerta comma Maria. Like Oh, like her murder file. Yes. Then yeah, that doesn't make any fucking sense. No, it doesn't at all. So also here's a fun thing, not a plot hole, but a fun thing that we didn't notice because we were too traumatized with everything else going on. (laughs) In this picture that we are looking at that obviously viewers can't see of Angel looking at his computer screen of the email that uh contained the picture of angela and dexter uh-huh some of the other emails that you see in the background one is an invitation to masuka's bachelor party because he's <gasps> oh, getting married, he's married. and oh. another email is from joey or quinn asking if angel's even gonna go to the fucking shower <laughs> so you get the idea that masuka and quinn are still good and that they're still working there underneath batista Good. I like that. That's the only good thing to come out of this whole fucking mess. Yeah. Can you imagine marrying Masuka? Nope. Holy crap. Nope. Like we said at the very top, Harrison would be maybe 12 in this. Yep. Yeah. Dexter enrolled that kid in a school like that without a birth certificate, vaccination yep. records. I think I think we talked about that, didn't we? Didn't we bring that I'm up? I'm pretty sure. If we didn't, I meant to. And yeah, like this says, and like we said, Dexter didn't have to run. He seems fine until Angela says Angel's on the way. And even then he could tell Angel that he faked his death because he couldn't get over all the other death and tragedy that happened. Which Angel knows how unhinged Dexter was on that day. 
like yeah. you said, he he fucking stabbed Oliver in the side of the neck and Deb died and he he lost his marbles for a little bit. Him yeah. coming yeah, up no. with a look, I needed to fake my death. I needed to just start over, get a fresh start. Even I drove into that hurricane trying to kill myself. And for some reason I lived. Even Dexter doesn't know. We don't know. And he just said, you know, I guess I took that as a reason to, like, just pick up and leave. Mm-hmm. You know, I couldn't even kill myself driving into a hurricane. So obviously there's something keeping me alive. Yeah. And then he could even twist that to maybe it's finding Kurt, you know, and stopping this mass murder. You know, really flip it into a hero story. Mm-hmm. Which we know he's capable of because he paints himself as a hero to himself every even- single day. And even Logan is out there doubting Angela. He's like, right before Dexter fucking snaps his neck, he's like, his story's plausible, dude. It would make sense. Mm -hmm. It was 55 minutes of utter bullshit that we have found a million different ways to improve upon. Even if we kept everything else, everything up to this point, the exact same. I really- Except for the ketamine thing, because that- I can't let that go. I really think, like I said at the top, I will- screen this until i'm blue in the face angel needed to be the one that brought dexter down yes i think we even wanted that we may have talked about it in the original stint that we were Mm -hmm. that angel needs to be the one yeah or like joey fuck this whole let me die so my son can live and let that be oh harrison killed him so now he could be free fuck that no the justice system should have been the one that brought Dexter. even if he was running and angel had to shoot him can you imagine facing down, if that had been Angel face-to-face with Dexter in the snow instead of Harrison, how much more impactful that would have been? You know what symmetry that would have been between him and Deb in that shipping container where LaGuerta dies? Yeah, it, it would have been a lot better. And then Harrison having to deal with the fact that his dad is dead or carted away and he feels like he has to run again. It would have humanized Harrison more so, I feel like, if he had to run and he's, like, bawling his fucking eyes out looking at this letter again and, like, seeing Audrey. Or reading the letter and properly understanding it now that he has the full context of it, realizing what Dexter tried to do for him. Not that I'm saying, like, Dexter did the right thing, but it's not always the clear-cut thing. He did what he could, what he thought was best for his child in that scenario, Mm -hmm. which was... Taking his father, who was a murderer, away and giving him a life with Hannah in a whole other country where he was safe. This is so frustrating. That's Dexter. Uh, I think if you look at the IMDb rating of every episode of this stint, I think every episode has over a nine or at least close to a nine. And this one has like a 4.4. Yeah. Which ranks even lower than the original finale. You know the picture of the horse? That everyone uses to oh, describe uh-huh, like uh-huh, shows. Uh-huh. So it's like season one. It's like beautifully detailed. The ass is detailed. That's how I felt like every episode of this was. And then the end was like the horse that looks like a two-year-old drew it. With her non-dominant hand. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it felt like. Which sucks. I understand why Michael C. Hall came back for it. To wrap it up. And put it to bed. Because every interview and basically every fan interaction apparently sounds like He was always constantly getting asked, would you ever come back for Dexter? Would you ever come back for more Dexter? Would you ever? He was always open to the idea because he understood that fans were not happy with that original close. 
I understand him signing on to do more to close it out, but this, Mm -hmm. this is what he and when Clyde Phillips showed up to his apartment and was like, hey, I think this is the idea. Michael was like, this is great. Let's do it. What? Everything was great until this final episode. So you know what? I'm kind of on the same page as him. Maybe he just didn't read the final page. He was like, we'll get, we'll get to it when we get there. Also, to be fair, writing goes through so many different loops. By the time he signed on, the script could have completely changed. But he's, for the finale. but he's the person who portrays Dexter in Dexter New Blood. I'm sure he, and he's an executive producer. I'm sure okay. that if something was completely out of left field, he'd have been like, I think we've said all we can say. And I'm just at the point where I'm like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I'm ready to call it a wrap. Like I told you, apparently Clyde Phillips, his direct quote was, I would drop everything in a heartbeat to come back and write more if showtime wants a harrison spinoff clyde is all about it he's yeah. gung-ho to do it i'm like because it's bringing in the kiss uh, ash but yeah um it, I, I i have no interest in watching it i have no i definitely have no interest in discussing it for the podcast unless michael c hall comes back for it but marco siga which was one of the directors has said that he could put that to bed michael won't michael is done yeah i would tune in and see what it's about because i do feel like the actor who portrayed harrison was good do i like harrison as a character no Mm -mm. he's just not a likable little twat um (laughs) i feel like that's offensive to twats uh (laughs) but i agree he just and i was just explaining this to my mother before we started recording of sure the character of harrison has some depth because he's still yeah. in this world. And even if they created a new structure that it was the Harrison show and this, this, and this, I don't know that I care that much about it. Not that Jack Alcott did a bad job. I thought he was fantastic yeah. as Harrison. I think anyone else who probably portrayed Harrison, it would have been worse. Does that make sense? Like, I thought the writing did not do it justice and Jack Alcott brought it up. But I just don't care about this character. I wanted Dexter yeah. to kill him off weeks ago. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. this whole thing, say, count this as a season, even though it's two episodes short of a full season, but De- the whole world of Dexter has been wrapped around of, well, who's Dexter going to get next? How does Dexter yeah. get out of this one? What happens? Yeah. Who is Dexter going to hurt? Because Dexter isn't, per- I mean, obviously, he hurts a lot of people in his wake, but I don't care about the other. I mean, now that Hannah is gone, rest in peace. The only other character, power queen. The only other character I care about is Dexter. Now he's gone. So okay, I care about Angel. Yes. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, yeah, back yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. I would watch an Angel show. I would watch an Angel cop show. An Angel procedural. Oh my god, that would be so fucking good. But you know what I mean. Like, I, if they bring Harrison back, I, I, I just don't care. We won't yeah. be doing it here for the show. <laughs> You're just closing that. Fuck the other 50%. We don't care. Mm-mm. I'll, pull, I, yeah, I'll I, pull the bitch and bitch watch. I ain't doing it. But yeah. All right. Let's wrap it. This is devolving. Okay. What would you rate this episode out of 10? A six. That's higher than I expected. Only because it does finally give us close. I don't have to like the closure. Okay. Yeah. But it does give me closure to that character. There's no more okay. wondering... Well, I didn't like that. How did he survive a hurricane? I mean, I still don't like how he survived a hurricane somehow. 
But there's <laughs> we still don't know. But there isn't a why is he a lumberjack or why is this going on? It's done. Dexter's done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some of the writing was fun. Like we we discussed the loopholes to infinity and back, but I liked as fucked up as it is. I I'm not a fan of gaslighting, but I did like to see that interaction. Yes. Of that was good acting. Dexter having to control the situation quickly without having any time to th- think, obviously. Mm-hmm. And it almost was like the dark passenger was in control. I would give it a, okay, just the show, let's just say writing, right? Two stars. Yeah. The acting. Phenomenal. Michael C. Hall's acting. Jack's acting. Julia Jones. I was going to say her run itself bumped it to a five. That's what I'm saying. Like if we're just averaging mm-hmm. it out, the acting was like, top yeah peak great um the writing just shite now if you had to write the series let's say with the 10th episode and then take the 10th episode completely out of it let's just say it ended at nine nine out of ten yeah i would agree and then with 10 like seven see i think it would bump it down to like a six for me just because it it undid all the good it did do Mm -hmm. to where it just kind of came out mediocre like okay that was 10 hours of my life I can't get back. <laughs> yeah, but I don't want 10 hours of my life back. I want just 15 minutes of my life, 30 minutes of my life back. Because I did like the aspect of Dexter finally getting caught up to. I like the fact that he got arrested. Yeah. I think her evidence was weak, but I like that he got arrested and was having to ch- shit figure something out. But it was just too yeah. rough. It was just the writing is what tanks it down because it's so rushed. Yeah. It's got like Game of Thrones energy. Where, let's say, if I had, like, another season to see Daenerys go absolutely batshit insane, it would make total sense. And I can see where they were going with it. I don't even need another season. One more episode. Yeah, exactly. In this case, if I had another episode to see Dexter devolve to the point that he would snap the neck of Logan, then yes. Where he's having this internal struggle. If he just had a struggle about snapping Logan's neck... Like, that would be something. And, you know, you could even take episode 10 away from the whole thing, right? Yeah. Make episode 9 an hour and a half longer. Dexter coming home. Dexter and Harrison coming home. Finding their house has been burnt down. Angela's starting an investigation. And Mm -hmm. the two of them slip off into the middle of the night. Dexter and Harrison. Yeah. Yeah. Leave it open. You don't ever have to come back, but leave it open. Of, well, what the fuck just happened? That gives you some intrigue, not... I would say this show would be next to perfect if Angel had come in and actually, you know, apprehended him. Phoning it in. (laughs) Literally. I'm gonna wrap up our rant here and say that I left in, I think, 17 seconds of us crying in the highlight reel. (laughs) I couldn't leave it all in and I didn't want to leave none in because I, you know... It is part of our experience of watching the show. But yeah, if you like what you heard, give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star rating on Spotify, because that's a thing now. And you can follow our social at BitchWatchPod. Everywhere. Everywhere. And I think after this episode, we are taking a bit of a hiatus, as has been discussed and announced on our Twitter, but I will tweet out again. But don't worry. When we come back, there's going to be a lot of content. So much content. (laughs) Remember to make good choices. Don't write. And write. (laughs) 
and write better fucking endings. I was going to say, don't write shitty television. <laughs> or don't. Be smart about it. If you're going to write a shitty ending. Be fucking smart about it. Come be on. Be smart about it. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye. This could be it. This could be it all. We could never see Michael C. Hall again. Until six feet under. Oh, I was very confused. <laughs> I was very confused. <laughs> I was like, are we doing Dexter's eulogy already? Damn. I want you to know, if he dies, I'm screaming. I'm screaming. I will scream. I will scream. You're sitting there where your house is burned down, smiling like a psychopath. I swear to God, if the screw's in here. Oh, God. They're going to find a fucking titanium screw in this house. You think so? He was keeping it in his work drawer. Titanium doesn't burn. Fuck. No, no, no. No! She's gonna find that titanium fucking screw, bro. Fuck, 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 fuck. No, 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 no! Yep, everything's fine. Do you think Dexter's sleeping in Angela's bed? <laughs> Not for long. I know, I'm just saying, like. Uh... <laughs> hey, honey, you wanna do something? No! I'm good, gotta go sleep. Back hurts, bye. <laughs> I mean, he does get taken in. Shit. It makes sense, Angela. It's, it does. It's not the truth, but it makes sense, Angela. He's the king of gaslighting. <laughs> oh, he's dying. <laughs> Dexter's so fucking dead. <laughs> oh, the world needs us. This feels very season eight, baby. The end of season eight. Plot twist. Harrison dies. <laughs> My hands are moist. Same. Clams. Fucking clams on arms. Angel! He just saw a ghost, dude. Oh my god. If Batista takes Dexter down, I'm gonna hate this motherfucker. I'm gonna throw up. I don't say that lightly either. I don't wanna watch this. I don't wanna watch this. I don't wanna watch this. I don't like this. I don't fucking like it. This is gonna be the worst fucking laugh the highlight reel ever because there's nothing funny happening to this bitch i can't do this i can't do this i can't do i think dexter's buttholes is as tight as ours <laughs> she's gonna find molly in there yeah she's gonna fucking snap we don't have time they for this smash. they all smash again we okay. don't have time for this stress smashing it's fine it's this not fine little... i need to know what's happening to dexter i don't give a shit about dexter's seed what in the fuck Dexter's fucking snapping. Yeah, he is. Harrison's been nothing but a fucking liability. Why would Dexter do that? That does not seem like the right move at all. A caged animal would chew off his own foot, I guess. But like, fuck. Harrison's gonna kill him because he killed the coach. You're stealing a cop car? You mean the thing with like 5,000 Lojacks on it? What the fuck? I'm now questioning how good this series is because now Dexter is just like losing it. I was thinking Olsen. If he doesn't come back at all. He's not. There's no way. She knows. Uh -oh. She knows. She knows. She knows. She knows. She knows. She knows. She's lost it, man. <laughs> she is going to go absolutely insane. And I don't blame her. That's not me being like, this bitch is going to go nuts. This is like, I totally am on her fucking page at this point. Like... Oh, he's dead. He's so fucking dead. How much time is left in this fucking episode? <laughs> 14 oh. minutes. 14 minutes. That's it. That's all we got. Oh, God. Oh, fuck. There's still blood on your face, bro. There's still blood on your fucking face, bro. Palms are sweaty. 
Mom's spaghetti. Harrison's got his gun ready. Yeah, I can't. He knows. You called me from Coach's phone. Shit! <laughs> Dexter's now a murderer of innocent. Yep. Keep staring at that fucking gun behind him. My chest hurts because I'm forgetting to breathe. Same. I'm not breathing. I refuse. Fuck. He's gonna shoot him. I can't. I can't. Oh, Oh, we have to record after this and rehash this trauma. Are you shitting me? Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! No! (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) Two bitches, yeah, two bitches, two bitches just watching TV. (laughs) Bitch.